to the press conference mixtape cassette eight, bringing you the pressing playlist nobody asked for. My name's Philip, and I'm here with my co-host Dave. How's it going, man? Not bad, man. How are you? How about you? Pretty good. I love doing the intro. I really love doing the intro. <laughs> Sounds good when you do it. We should mix it up more often. I really want to do. Um, we should definitely do like a nineties, like roommate fucking um, answering machine like intro <laughs> you know when we go back and forth we should definitely do that one day so oh my mate miles yeah he had the best like voicemail whatever you whatever you hear it like he he go hello oh no not one of those where are you from oh no i can't help you leave a message after the beep it got me every time i'm like how's it going man <laughs> and, then you'd, and then you'd hear the next message and i'll be like God damn it. (laughs) Absolute classic. Absolute stitch up. I love that shit. Fuck. What's been going on? How's life? Oh, busy at work, mate. Um, Not many gigs. I I haven't got anything until Parish Fest, really. Yeah. And that's in a couple of weeks. And um, yeah, just really just just pushing on through work and just seeing summer out. Nice. It's actually, Dave, it's next week. Get excited. Is next week, yeah. It's next weekend. You, I actually can't wait for that weekend. Mike M, Parish Fest, round one of the AFL. It's going to be a good time. Oh yeah. Um, hopefully a nice big bowl of pho. Absolutely delicious, delicious. With a few beverages, I reckon at the uh, Parish Fest, it'll be very fun. You can have my, you can have my share. That's right. You and Nick. Um, you know I do that all too well. <laughs> which is fine what's been going on with you um just came back from melbourne this weekend had a 30th birthday um to celebrate uh came back yesterday and just fucking work dude like got a busy week at work uh, like the movements boston many gigs kick up soon uh microwave oh, yeah. and mum jeans is this weekend clay j at ampm is this weekend uh like sayo sin i gotta try and squeeze that in but i'm not quite sure with the clash with mum jeans and microwave um so fuck there's just a lot on and i'm just trying to get my get my hours in every night get some good sleep and uh hope i can make it through the next month because it's absolutely march is fucking well cooked lucky you bought those ear jobs because you'd be deaf otherwise you have them. no brain left <laughs> and this is this wasn't I'm, I'm a fidgeter you know i'm actually gonna show and tell right now dave i've got a spider-man fidget cube that i play with yeah but for some reason the way these ear jobs open and close, it's quite satisfying to do. <laughs> do, we, do you take them off in between bands? Because I just do that so I can unscrew and screw back the lid. Yeah, we sound really on the specto right now, but um, I do do that. <laughs> and, um, you know, I tell you what, when I, I've only used the, the ear jobs once and... I was almost so focused on playing with them that throughout the show, I kept taking them out, putting them back in just so I could get an idea of the sound difference. Um, So I'm making it like my mission, the next gig I go to, I'm putting them in and just not touching them. Um, The only thing that sucks with ear jobs and just earplugs, I guess, other than, you know, they protect your hearing, which is super important. um, I can hear myself sing so much louder (laughs) than when I don't have them in. And I sound yeah. like a fucking toad when I sing. <laughs> and, um, oh, fuck, dude. I just, I, I hate it. And, um, 
you know, if I like what, there's a lot of sing-along stuff happening with movements and Boston Manor and my cam. And I tell you right now, I don't need to know. I don't, I don't need to know how I sound. So I might just fucking take them out and fuck my ears up. Who knows? It's, that's why I don't record at gigs. Cause you can always see yourself on the video. I just do it sound off. That's so hard. So much. That's so hardcore, Dave. Live in the moment. That's what you're doing. Don't have to tell us about well, your singing. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I don't. I don't sing anymore. I just. I just feel it. I live it. Yeah, that's it. That's it. I can't wait for that parish fest. By the way, we we're just talking off off mic about you know Bloom in particular and stuff like that. And it's like, fuck, that day's gonna be awesome. Brisbane Lions play at four thirty that day, though. It's gonna be rough for whoever's playing at four thirty. <laughs> Four thirty till seven. Um, there's a lot of bands I want to see on this bill too. So, yeah, I've, I'm really apologise in advance if I'm that cunt who's got the phone up playing uh, the footy. But we're playing Port, and I love that. That'll be a good game because I fucking hate Port Adelaide. I might wear my scarf at the gig. Is that all right? Yeah, that's allowed. Do it if you want, mate. Stay gold. Stay golden, Brisbane. So it's fucking the Brisbane line shorts. Ooh, I might wear the footy shorts. And your socks? No, nah, I'm not wearing the socks. <laughs> I'm not wearing the socks. I might wear my footy boots. Though. Can you imagine that in the pit? Just fucking like metal studs in some cunt's face. <laughs> Sharpen them up. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's good. Anyway, We're not a sports podcast. Maybe we should, maybe we should podcast, fucking do an episode. Maybe once a month. Let's just do a fucking... Let's get on the mic and talk sport. Um, because I love talking sport. Especially the AFL. I love talking sport too, but it'll just be you and me arguing over uh, Dacos versus Ashcroft, and it's it, no one wants to. You know that. what, Dave? In honor for our guest on this pod, uh, who I know is a big Dacos fan, I'm just not going to. Uh, I'm not going to engage in that heresy. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, unnamed guest that we haven't introduced yet. Uh, yep. I hope you enjoy that because I'm going to give you this one. <laughs> Um, You'll appreciate it. I'm so stoked for this episode. We recorded this episode how long ago now? A week and a half ago? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I will say to you, we were talking like off, off mic before, this might be one of my favorite mixtapes we've done. I feel like they just keep getting better. Yeah, absolutely. And the the variety of songs, the stories, the research and, and the theme yeah. will, is it's raised the bar a little bit. Raise the bar. Are you I ready? So. We're going to do our mixtapes in a few months. Are you, are you going to bring that same kind of energy? Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm fucking... Absolutely. I'm probably not. <laughs> uh, this song is uh, a song I heard on the radio in the car with my mum. Thanks, mum. <laughs> uh, there's nothing wrong with that. No. Promiscuous by Nelly Furtado starts to play and we all fucking enjoy that. So why not? Yeah. <laughs> no complaining here. Uh, well, I'll let you do the intros. Um, this is a, yeah, I'll let you do it. I'll pass it over to you. Cool. Thanks, man. So this week, uh, our guest is a, is an old friend of mine. We, we met through the, uh, the Summy Eagles footy club. So probably back in like 2010. Nice. And we just clicked on tunes and, since then, we've just gone back and forth, recommending recommending stuff, uh, doing record store crawls and and stuff like that together. We're both big Pies fans, 
and um, he's been a big influence on the the old school punk mm-hmm. music that I'm really into. Yeah. And he's really been just a, a great mate, especially through COVID. We we would share playlists and stuff like that. And um, yeah, so this the guest this week for mixtape cassette number eight is Macca. Maka, welcome to the pod. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, Mace. Thanks, Filthy. Yeah, great, great to be on. It's been a long time coming. You've uh, really put some big hours into your playlist, and I think it's really good because it shows how much you care about the songs that you want to put up for us and the stuff you want to talk about as well. Yeah, absolutely. I um, When you first told me about the concept of the pod originally, um, I've always been a big a backer of you and, and 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 the things you do and and um i uh when you when you brought up the concept of a, of a playlist and i just got my head just went million miles an hour you know what i mean like i was like oh fuck so i reckon i made about seven or eight and threw them in the bin and i was like how, how the fuck am i going to do this like i need to so I, I needed to basically create a theme or 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 concepts or categories i guess um, because I didn't know whether or not to just do my favourite songs or whatever. So that's how I came up with, um, yeah, doing uh, basically a playlist based on my record collection. Yeah, and it's a yeah. sick idea. It's the most oh, unique man. playlist we've got. So you go, Phil. Yeah. No, yeah, I, I, I was keen to actually find out like how you kind of came with these songs because David mentioned you had a heap and he kind of told me some themes you had written down and things and I was like, we could do all of them, to be honest. Cause <laughs> yeah. sick. But, yeah. Um, so your record collection, this is good. I like that. Yeah, I think I think my favourite uh, aspect of, of your guys' podcast is is the vinyl side of it. I, obviously, I love hearing about what gigs you've seen and things like that. But um, I think my 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 gig days. I, I, I used to go to mate. I, I'm 41 now, so I, I would have averaged three or four gigs a week at one stage because um, nice. I didn't I didn't give a fuck I didn't give a fuck how much it cost <laughs> where it was what I was doing the next day I was going if I had no money it doesn't matter I'll make it work uh, I've got a family now it's a little bit different so I think uh, once once I started collecting vinyl I was just immediately hooked there was a way for me to stay engaged stay stay in touch I guess because Spotify Spotify you know and even, even and most will know even with Spotify I was a long time um I wouldn't go anywhere near it. I wasn't a streamer. I was uh, I was Bandcamp, CDs. I was old school. But um, obviously, Spotify's got its place, and I do I do enjoy it. But as soon as I started buying vinyl, I knew I was going to be in a spot of bother. Yeah. <laughs> as we all are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 But, so, um, tell us how you got into music. So, a bit of a background for you when you were like growing up. Yeah. So growing up. Obviously, it's always comes from your family. Um, mainly my mum, to be honest. I um, I'll get into it a bit later. But yeah, growing up, we always just, it was it was more music than telly. It was it was it was. Um, I never watched. You know, like I, my son does it now. But like I never I never ever watched telly. 
before school or before work. The telly was not on. It was always either the radio or a record playing or a tape playing. It was always music on in the morning. And that's how I grew up. And, um, yeah, I think just it just resonated with me and it just continued on that way. Um, my mum loves her tunes and uh, we have polarising opinions these days, but I, I, I think I've got my mum to thank for um, my music passion, I guess. Yeah, yeah nice. Nice. And I think, like, what, what do you remember from those days? I actually know. I'll let it get to the part of the assuming. <laughs> <laughs> I'll talk about my upbringing a little bit later. Uh, yeah. So uh, what was the first record that you bought? Uh, I was thinking about it. took me fucking ages to actually think of this because I, the first LP that I bought with my own clams was, um, which we'll speak about again later, is um, <laughs> Hungry Ghosts by Violence Soho. Um, but I had a lot of records given to me from hand-me-downs, things like that. Um, the first record I ever owned was um, Do the Bartman from The Simpsons, um, oh, which was a, a, a birthday gift, um, and I still have it. It's pretty scratched and wrecked, but I still have it. Um, yeah, but the first record I actually paid with my own money was um, Hungry Ghost. Yeah. Nice. That's a, that's a great record. Yeah, that's a grail for most people yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It took, it took me until the repress to get mine, so that's <laughs> uh, a very good first record. Yeah. Um, so what was the last record that you purchased? Uh, last record I purchased... Well, the, I got a mail day two days ago, and it was No Effects, So Long and Thanks for All the Shoes, which I I think is well, it's my favourite album of theirs. Um, the Promise Ring, Nothing Feels Good. Um, and Bouncing Souls self-title was the last um, shipment I got, but I bought that. I bought that in like October, so it's been a long wait. Um, and I just pre-ordered a band that an Australian band that I can't get enough of at the moment, Floodlights. So I just pre-ordered their second album, um, which is being released in April. But I just love those guys. Yeah. Yeah, who knows when that's going to come though, right? Exactly right. Yeah, it's probably, it's probably going to be Christmas time. So, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm keen to hear. So you're saying that you used to go to heaps of gigs. What was the first gig, I guess, that you remember going or that you really loved? All right. So I had to sort of divide this into two. But the first underage gig I went to was Jebediah at the Frankston Mechanics Hall. Oh, nice. And I uh, went with uh, mates. It was funny. I I was in high school, but I went with two mates that I was mates through uh, through primary school, basically. Just stayed mates with, with and and um, yeah, went with these two guys, and it was it was it was an eye opener. It was uh, we we obviously we were a bit naughty and had a few drinks and stuff beforehand, and <laughs> it was a bit of an eye opener. But um, my first real legit gig I remember was just sticks in my head was. Um, my best mate at the time, uh, VB, he, he, he turned 18 a good eight months before I did. And uh, he got two tickets to go see Grinspoon um, at the Hallam Hotel. And it was just after Better Guides Living. It was, it was huge, you know. And that sold out so quickly. Anyway, I said, well, you know, you're, you just got two tickets to Grinspoon for your 18th. How, 
what's that fucking good to me? You know, like <laughs> I'm 17. Anyway, I borrowed a mate of a mutual mate of me and Moose's actually, um, Ward's. Uh, I think it used to be called a key card back then. Uh, I, used to, I borrowed his uh, ID and got in pretty quickly. It was no dramas at all back then. They don't even look at it. And um, I was nervous as hell. And we got in there. It was so busy. I'd never seen anything like it. And uh, we went to the bar, had a few beers, and we are having a great time. As soon as this music start, we literally got separated and we didn't see each other for two hours. It was just the two of us. And we just we met up at the end, sweaty as hell, just going, oh, my God, what just happened? And I was just in love with live music from then on. Yeah. That's a good story. Yeah. That's awesome. So what was the last gig you went to? <sighs> Shit. I actually haven't thought about this. Um, last gig I went to. Was it Link? Uh, yes. Yes. Thanks, mate. Good on you. Uh, amazing singer-songwriter, Aussie, who I'm lucky enough to call, you know, a, a friend, um, Lincoln Lefever. I went and saw him play his amazing album, Resonation, in, in his entirety, which was um, awesome for me because there was, there was a good five or six songs off that album that I'd never heard, and I caught up with him down, down the peninsula a month or so before that, uh, to that gig and I told him I said mate there's there's so many songs on that album that you've never played before like, I've seen this dude live uh, at least 10 times and he goes mate there's probably six songs on that album I've never played live wow. so you're not you know so um, to see that that was unreal so yeah that, that was my last gig that's alright <laughs> I thought it might have been it was either I couldn't <laughs> remember the, that or 28 days so which would have been another epic gig <laughs> yes I'll, uh, I'll talk about it yeah, later. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, tell us about like a unique purchasing story from your vinyl days, like something you picked up in the wild or a grail that you've kind of come across, or or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, look, I haven't got any real fancy stories. I've got one fa- one story that, um, which I'll talk about a little bit more later as well. I used to go to this festival called um, Poison City Weekender, and Poison. It, for those that don't know, Poison City Records is, is a label and a store, and um, they used to do this three-night, three three-night, three-day festival at all different venues through Melbourne. And I went to four in a row, and um, it, was, it was just like some of the best times of my life. I was just fucking loved it. It was ridiculous to, to get in a hotel for three nights in a row. It was ridiculous, but um, I, a mate and I went to Poison City, um, on the Saturday morning after the first gig at the corner, and I bought, uh, well, I bought, I bought Rage Against the Machine, Bulls on Parade, I think, and Wuskadu, Sweet Apple Candy, and I was I was super pumped, but I was also a little bit hazy <laughs> from the from the night before and what was about to come, so. I've gone to the lunchtime gig at the old bar, which was literally uh, 75 metres from Poison City Records and spent probably the best part of four hours there and um, left, went back to the hotel, tried to get some rest. And anyway, I it wasn't until about, oh, I don't know, 6.30 at night where I went, fuck, we what did I do with those records? And... As a who I was with, he's like, fuck if I know. I said, 
they're fucking, they're fucking gone, man. I don't know where they are. <laughs> they are gone. Anyway, a dude that I met through the festival the year before, his name was Timmy, and I had him saved in my phone as Timmy Weekender, and I spelt Weekender, it was Weekendfa. <laughs> so I could tell I was in really good form when I saved his number. Anyway, he rang me and he said, man, did you leave, did you leave some records at the old bar? I said, Fuck, yeah, I did. He goes, I've got them. I said, you are a fucking legend. I said, can you bring him to the tote tonight? Because the next, the next show was at the tote tonight. So I met him at the tote. These records have gone under the sound, like under the sound booth. And I'm like, man, if I forget these, I'm fucked. Like I'm every chance to forget these again. <laughs> and I literally told about six or seven people in the show, like people I hadn't, hadn't met. Um, can you, can you, if you see me around, can you remind me that these records are under there? They could have easily stolen, but it was such a good vibe there. No one was a wanker. And I, yeah, I remembered them and I, I got them home safe, but it was the big, to get these two records from purchase <laughs> back to my house was just unbelievable. <laughs> so that's probably the best record purchase story I've got. Yeah. It's a good story. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely wouldn't have like gotten records back. They would have been gone, yeah. I reckon. <laughs> Oh, I thought they were gone. I thought they were gone. Yeah. The amount of times I bought merch at a gig and then gotten home being like, where the fuck's the merch? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Who wants to wait in line at the end though? Really? I've done, I've done that. I actually did that. That just reminds me. I did that fairly recently and I uh, bought a t-shirt and I was absolutely ropeable that I lost it. Like I don't buy merch anymore unless it's AS color. I'm real, I'm real tired on that shit. And, um, and I, I, I bought this t-shirt and, um, I was furious I lost it. But anyway, I ended up finding it, wearing it under the T-shirt that I was wearing. (laughs) (laughs) That's so Oh, that's a classic. Talking about that whole... Yeah. So I went to um, Architects and Counterparts on on Sunday and uh, I ended up buying every Counterparts merch that was there. One T was for you, Dave. Thank you. And one of them isn't on AS Colour and it really pissed me off. Because I yeah. bought it because I'm like, oh, it's an AS color. Yeah, I'll buy that. And then it, it wasn't broke my heart. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Um, I'm. I'm. Yeah. I'm. I can't buy Gildan anymore. They just. Yeah. They don't work yeah. for me. Yeah. I see yeah. Anyway, <laughs> comfort colors are good if you're looking at overseas stuff, but AS styles coming up too as well. So. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. No Gildan unless you're getting the premium stuff, which is basically AS color anyway. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah. All right. So. We'll get into the playlist. So tell us about the theme. Um, it's it's really interesting. Yeah. So yeah. So basically, I, I touched on it earlier. Um, I had to do something like this, or else I was just gonna uh, I was gonna go mad. Um, but I basically wrote a list of twenty different categories before I even thought about songs. I just wrote the categories first, and then narrowed it down to ten. I think I might have sent you guys uh, maybe a list of fifteen, but I came up with. Um, you know, the first LP I ever paid for, which thanks for that, Moose, you've <laughs> blown that gig. And um, <laughs> uh, number two is the best, you know, what I believe is the best debut album in my collection. Most played in my collection. Um, pretty simple one, Aussie album. So I, I left that wide open. Uh, favorite album art, Most Wanted. So that's a record that doesn't even exist in my collection, but it's a nice way to throw something else in there. Favourite variant, favourite record store, which we've already touched on. Uh, a seven-inch 
and my most treasured. So th- that's what I did. I, d- I, d- I just laid out some um, categories and then followed on from there. I love that. Yeah. I can definitely see us doing mixtapes in the future and we go back to like Macca's theory and we can kind of like get other people to do that because that's really good. I love it. Yeah, that'd be nice. Let's do that. (laughs) All right. So should we, we'll get into the first song. So the first song on the playlist is um, Dope Calypso by Violent Soho. So we touched on them a little bit, um, but yeah, tell us about the song. Yeah. So it's hard because basically I'm, I'm choosing albums and I'm picking a certain song from the album. So um, I thought this is the opener for my playlist. Why not do the opener for the album? Um, I, a little bit of an unpopular opinion that I've had after many a beers with mates on this album is I believe, like I honestly do believe that Hungry Ghost did drag Aussie music out of the mud a fair bit. I, I think at that time it was fucking real bad. Like, uh, I, I think to find a decent band with a with a guitar or a drum set in it was was pretty hard going. Um, I'd stop listening to Triple J. I'd had enough of that. Um, I was just I was ready for something else, and I got into their debut album a little bit. But when this album came out, I just I was just like, "Fuck, this is it," you know. And it did open the door for a lot of Aussie bands, and a lot of those bands I haven't got time for, to be honest with you, but. <laughs> It, it did. It did open the path for so many different bands. Like, and they they gave massive shout outs to bands like the Smithies and, and Luca Brasi as support acts. And they really they took everyone with them. And that's what I love about it. And um, yeah. So I just thought I'd just pick. Oh, it's probably not even my favorite um, song on this album, but I just thought I'd pick pick it because it's the opener. And this is the opener to my playlist. Yeah. That's it. It's ten yeah. years old this I year. Love that. I know, it's unbelievable. I can't believe yeah. it. I just looked it up too. Like, where was I in life? Because I remember when this came out and they were playing at Falls Festival. They were playing at like heavy music gigs. They were playing everywhere. They did the Triple J's One Night Stand in Mildura on the back of this record. Yep. Like, um, yeah, you're right. I think when you say it like that, they definitely brought the scene yeah. like back up, I think. to the it did. And, and not necessarily in that particular genre, but like just any, you know, you know uh, punk, hardcore, I'd rock it, it just it, it changed things a bit i think i think uh, i think aussie music was in a bit of a sad place at the time yeah, yeah. it's definitely a yeah. um so f- macro i'm not sure if you know that f- uh, phil and i have been discussing the greatest debuts but it's not even a debut so i'll just leave that thought there so, this is their second album so we've yes we've been discussing the greatest uh aussie <laughs> debuts so well it's not a debut but yeah they're they're their first record wasn't very big. It's 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 actually on my list. I'd love to get it on record, but it's pretty hard to get. Very hard. Yeah. Even this record was hard to get for a long time. Even now, it's still yeah. hard. Like, yeah, I yeah. Happen, like I happened to be online when it dropped the repress. Yep. Um, and it saved me a lot of money in the future because I definitely was going to fork out money to buy this. But yep. Uh, I was lucky with this one. I actually I was a little bit slow off. So when the album came out and I was I was into it. I, that was around the time that I was just, I, I guess, um and ahhing about vinyl and how, how deep I was going to go into it. And um, mm. so I, I missed out on all the Aussie presses and things like that. So I ended up getting this one from Side One Dummy. But I got it for, yes, it was 10 years ago, but I got it for 33 bucks, including delivery from wow, the States. Wait. So, And it's like that translucent red. So it's, it's, it's a nice one. Yeah. That's very nice. I'll go for a pretty penny now, I bet. That's it, yeah. yeah. So we'll uh, we'll play it now, and we'll get into a couple others, and we'll see you soon. Cool. 
After Dope Calypso by Soho there, we had Police and Thieves by The Clash and then Same Old Story by Pennywise. Um, I love these tracks. I'm keen to hear more about them. Yeah. Um, yeah, so do I. Thanks, Phil. <laughs> um, yeah, so with The, with the Clash, um, I had that under the category of, the I, in my opinion, the best debut record um, that I have. Uh, massive band for me. Uh, I absolutely love... The Clash and Joe's drummer's probably up there with uh, the boss for me as my my music lord or god. Um, so yeah, just uh, the, it's funny the the song that I picked to play, uh, Police and Thieves, is actually a cover. But the reason why I chose to play it is because I just wanted to to like talk about. Um, it was originally a, a full on reggae song um, by. Um, Junior Mervyn uh, it's worth if you like that song it's worth checking out I'm a massive reggae fan as well so um, the, Moose and I both listened to the uh, the uh, Clash podcast by um, on Spotify and it's incredible to, to listen to what those guys went through in you know in 76 77 in, in, in Britain it was real dire 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 days and that, that was squatters, man. They were homeless. They, they had a reason to be angry, you know. But that's <laughs> that was that was real punk. And um, what I loved about a lot of the, a lot of it was I found super interesting was the, the Clash and, and and the Sex Pistols and and all these guys would play in these venues. But punk was evolving. There was no such thing as punk. So you know, you go to a gig now, and there's songs in between artists or whatever you know there's you go to a festival there's songs playing you go to a punk show back then what are you gonna play you can't play punk there's no such thing so they played they played they played reggae music and the rasters and the punks were united they 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 had this un unspoken bond and i found that super interesting i loved it and if you listen to all the clash records from start to finish you you can hear that real reggae influence in the guitars and stuff and even in in, in joe's voice sometimes and uh, i i love that um yeah um but um yeah the reason why i played that song even though it's a cover was to basically yeah, tell that story because i just think it's fascinating i didn't know that that's super fascinating i need to yeah. listen to that pod. that's um you have to it's unbelievable I and it's it's um it's narrated by chuck d 
and his voice yeah, is just like I, I actually want to listen to it again <laughs> me too yeah. i'll find the link yeah. and i'll put it in the show notes and i'll send it to you phil like he's the, uh, yeah. even if you're not yeah if you're not a clash fan listen to it it's so good yeah i've never thought of anything like that from back in the day like early punk playing gigs like i, I never thought of it like that yeah yeah and neither had i and i'd be i'll be sitting there on my lunch break listening to it in my car going what the fuck? That's, that's <laughs> mind-blowing, you know? It's crazy. Yeah. And then we've got yeah, Pennywise, sure. same old story. Yeah. Uh, Pennywise are a pretty big band for me. Um, a bit of a gateway band. Um, that whole record... It's funny that the first the first CD I had of Pennywise was Full Circle. And um, I thought, this is just... This is life-changing for me. And then I thought, I'm going to have to go back, backwards. But nothing's going to be better than this, no way. So I went back one and um, obviously picked up. It was The album's called About Time. And fuck me, it's better. No fucking way. Like, it's better. And it was such an eye-opener for me. And it really hit me hard, like personally. I just, um, it changed the way I thought of myself. And the thought of way, the, the way I could be in life and the way, you know, I, d- I don't have to be the norm. Like in, you know, famous line, I'm not cut from the same mould, but that's okay. You know, I, and I was going through a real tough time um, at that time. So there's, I, could, I could probably peel off about 10 Pennywise songs that have helped me through life. Um, I've been reading a lot on, you know, socials and stuff. I think it's pretty cool what I hate Pennywise at the moment. I, just, I, I don't, yeah, I don't get it, but I'm an unashamed Pennywise fan and always will be. <laughs> Everybody, every every car I've ever owned, which is only about six, I've had white Pennywise stickers on the outside of my um, rear view mirrors. Nice. So, yeah, every car I've owned. I'm a 41-year-old man <laughs> with Pennywise stickers on the back of my rear view mirrors. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> no, I love but, um, yeah, I love, I love that track. Um I love that whole album. Yeah, it's a classic. I was gonna, I was gonna and, ask. Yep. Oh, so you go. No, I was just so that that was my most played. I reckon that's my most played record. It, it'd be hard. Like I can't track it, but I'd have to say it would be because when I first bought it, I don't think I played much else for <laughs> a fair while. Yeah. 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 Well, I was just curious. So, because I think there's a lot of punk that kind of comes through on this playlist. Was Pennywise one of those first punk bands that you really loved? I guess obviously The Clash was there too, but kind of how did that kind of evolve? Nah. So actually, The Clash came a lot later. So oh, okay. it, it was more, it was more, it was more Pennywise, Body Jar, Friends or Rom. Yeah. Um, Living End, you know. Um, one of the main sort of my a high school girlfriend's older sister was right into punk and I didn't really know it. And then you make mates in school that are, you know they're into it and that's how it all come about but i actually ended up yeah so pennywise was definitely a gateway pennywise friends will rom body jar and then it wasn't until it was funny because everyone says to me about punk oh you'll grow out of it you know but i actually the older i get and probably it's taken me a while to mature (laughs) but um the older i get the more i can actually relate to it like i like uh, they say punk's made for angry kids and stuff, but yeah, yeah, maybe. But you can relate to anything that you're listening to. I, I listened to albums that I was listening to when I was 15, and 
they resonate mate, with me more now than what they did then. So, yeah, so, but um, yeah, Pennywise is definitely a gateway for me. Yeah. yeah. I love that because I feel the same. I think every, yeah, we all feel too. the same, I guess. Yeah. I'll never, I'll never not listen to Funk Man. I, I just, I'll, I, all this whole shit about oh, you'll grow out of it, you don't like grow up. Fuck off. <laughs> you know, li- li- listen to what yeah. you want. And there's always you know, different angles yeah. you're going to listen to stuff. Like, you're going to think looking up to like, I grew up like, Pennywise a bit of a, um, a gateway band, but then you've got like Blink and you're like, oh, these guys are the, the best and you kind of grow up with these bands as well. So you're like aging exactly. with them and then it all exactly. comes into to line. Yeah, that's uh, they're part of your life. It's like, you know, it's like it's like a dog that you had for 14 years. You're not going to just fucking yeah. forget about it. You know what I mean? Like it's part of your life. So, yeah. Yeah, I love it. Anyway. Um, that was a fucking rad analogy, yeah. wasn't it? That's <laughs> no, very Because I, like that, right? <laughs> I had a 14-year-old dog that died, oh. that's all. Okay. <laughs> um, so the next track we have um, in the next bracket is uh, Captain by Something for Kate. Yes. Um, talk, us about, talk to us about that track. Yep. So... This is this is this is a good one to chat to about. I, my category was just Aussie, so very very basic, very easy to do. Something for Kate's been one of my favourite bands for uh, a long time, and it's funny because I was never really hard into that '90s sort of rock Aussie scene. But there's something about Paul Dempsey's voice. I've been a bit of a fanboy for so long, so th- you'll probably find that this is probably the only song sort of outside of the sort of punk rock realm, like that you know. Um, that I've chosen and um, just through work it's, I'm lucky enough to have become pretty good mates with Clint the drummer mm-hmm. and um, I actually just thought oh, it would be pretty cool I might go I might go and have a beer with him the Savo and just ask him a few questions and um, this is literally the Savo nice. <laughs> so so yeah so I went I went and had a beer with him at one of his fine establishments across the peninsula um, which we might put in the show notes <laughs> and um yeah, just had to chat to him about, you know, um, I told him about what the song meant for me. Um, this particular song, I'll tell you about what it means to me. Um, I can listen to it one week and feel pure joy, like hairs on the back of the neck, fucking windows down, like punching the air, like like pure elation. And then I could I could listen to it another time and probably depending on my mood, and be an absolute emotional mess. <laughs> and I, I sort of, I told that to Clint, and he goes, yeah, that sort of makes sense. And he, he, he sort of said, Dempsey, who writes all their music, he sort of said, um, the song the song was written about escapism through a boy's eyes. And, you know, growing up, I, I, never, I never come from a stable family. I'm not saying that I had a bad upbringing. I had a very loving mum, but I had... Nothing was stable. Um, you know, my mum and dad broke up when they were young and nothing was ever stable. And I just, this song, just the very first time I heard it, if you listen to the words about, you know, just, it's just about escapism. It's about not being, being a child, but not being able to get in your car and fuck off. Mm. What can you do? I used to go under the roof. I used to go under, under my house. I had, I had a house on stilts. I used to go under the house. And I could hear people talking and the murmurings upstairs and all this sort of stuff. It was just being able to escape. And um, 
that's what this song meant for me. And it's, yeah, every, as I said, it can, it can really cheer me up or it can bring me down, which there's not many songs like that for me. Um, but some of the, some of the cool things that Clint told me about it was, um, it was the first single off that record, Elsewhere for Eight Minutes, which is their debut. And they brought it out and the Jays didn't play it, nothing. It was just, it was like fucking crickets, mate. It was nothing. And they're like, oh, this is great, you know. <laughs> Three months later, I don't know if anyone, any of your listeners are going to remember a show called Heartbreak High. I think they've just done a remake of it. But the original OG Heartbreak High, played this song and it wasn't like back in the day you didn't even have to call the manager say and, and all of it or the or, you know when they just played it they just yeah. played it <laughs> and um this is three months after it, and then all of a sudden people were ringing up triple j saying we want to hear captain we want to hear this and, it, and it, basically heartbreak high was a massive part of them taking off which i, th- I thought was amazing That's another cool. quick another quick point i'll make is what i loved hearing from clint is it's still his favourite song to play and his favourite something for something for Kate's song. So to hear that from a, their debut album is super refreshing, mm. eh? Because like you, you hear so many artists saying, I don't, I don't even want to fucking play songs off the debut album. It's his favourite song to play and he fucking hits the tubs hard. He hits them hard and angry. So, yeah, I just love this song. I love the album. Great stories. Yeah, yeah, how's that? This is good. It's, it's, not, it's not often you get to go and have a beer just before the recording and and ask the drummer a few questions, is there? You know, that's so awesome. I thought, yeah. That's incredible. No, that's awesome. Yeah. 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 All right, well, we'll, um, yeah, we'll load it up and then we'll catch you on the other, on the other side. Cool.
So after something for Kate, we had uh, the Bronx shitty future and Descendants bikeage. Two absolute bangers. Yes. Yeah, big bracket. Fuck yeah. Um, so those those categories were for the Bronx was my favorite album art. Pretty shit way just to get your uh, one of your favorite bands in, I guess. But um, <laughs> it, it, it is. I love that album. I think mean, it's awesome, and it's not two, until right? you actually Bronx Two. Yep. Yeah, it's a good. That's a good cover. Uh, first Bronx track I ever heard, um, and now they. I'm just totally obsessed with them. I, I I love them. I love Maddie. I love I love Mariachi. I love I love it all. Um, but when I first heard that song, that shitty future, that opening bass, do 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 do, and then. Like the scream, and it's just like a massive punch in the face. But all their songs are like that. I just fucking, I, I love it. Um, yeah, I just the Bronx. If you're not into them, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Your loss. They've carried that theme of like 
really in your face, but like meaningful songs, like through their whole catalog. It's like, they really don't have a bad record. Like a lot of people don't like five hundred yeah, percent, and like four is polarizing on some people, but like you take them for what they are. They're, they're really good. Even the latest one. Man, but it's like it's like any album. I, I I think there's more better songs than bad songs on every one of their albums. You know, even four sure. and five. I think there's better. There's more better songs than bad songs. Um, and I'll listen to a bad Bronx song every day of the week. You know what I mean? yeah. So, yeah, and they just yeah. work so hard. Like they're just always touring. Like they just don't rest. Yeah. Oh, man, they're killer. They just. I love the energy. Like I listen to Maddie's podcast a bit, and he's just. He's an he's an animal, you know. Like he's an animal. Yeah, I love did, it. Did you go to their show? Was it last year they came? Uh, was that with I? Was it last year? I no, I didn't. I haven't been to many shows lately. Like my like one of my favorite bands of all time is Bad Religion. They played on Sunday. I didn't go. Um, Alexis on Fire playing with Luca Brasi. Oh my god, I'm not going. Uh, yeah. So there's there's underlying issues behind that, but. No, I've, I've I've taken it easy on the live gigs, but um, but yeah, no, nah, I didn't go. They'll come back. The Bronx will come back anyway. They'll yeah. come back. They, they come love. Back. They come all the time, actually. I feel Everyone like loves the Yeah, yeah, and they did that special three D version of of Number Two as well on that tour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd still love to see like they have, and I know not like Mariachi's not for everyone. And if you heard the uh, love songs and dedication. <laughs> Uh, edition, you would have heard my uh, my little input there, but um, I would love to see that uh, every now and then Mariachi El Bronx support the Bronx. I'd fucking love to see that. Be, and they're, they're just double dipping, aren't they? Absolutely. <laughs> we were just looking yeah. at a gig lineup or like an old festival lineup, Dave, when Mariachi El Bronx played. Where, where, oh, what was that? Um, I don't know, but it looked like a good thing. It was a big day out or something. It wasn't the big day out or something. It wasn't a big yeah. day out. Yeah, right. Yeah. Mariachi music. I was, I was actually a big fan of mariachi music, which helps, right? Because mariachi music is so joyous and beautiful and fun. They could be singing the most sad ass yeah. shit <laughs> that you've ever heard, but you'd be like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just <laughs> party, party time. But um, I, yeah, I reckon mariachi music's fun as. For our, for our son's first birthday, we had a, uh, was it a mariachi theme? or Yeah, I think it was. It was a long time ago now. He's nearly seven. But um, I was loving it because I just got to play Mariachi Al Bronx the whole time. So that was cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Sick. So Descendants um, next. Yeah. So uh, a song that I don't have in my collection. Um, yeah. I, I honestly don't have – I've, I've made a few notes and stuff and bullet points. But you know what? I, I haven't got a lot to say about this because I – just love this band. I love every member of this band. I love the fact that, like, if you're into pop punk, if you're into Blink or any sort of kind of pop punk, like, you have to pay homage to Descendants because they were the first ones that came out and started singing about breaking up with a girlfriend or or fucking how much, like, you want to fart or, <laughs> or how much you like food, you know, they, they just brought, they just brought this, they just brought this feel like you don't have to, it doesn't have to be serious. It doesn't have to be political. Let's just have some fun with it and do it with style. Like do it so well. 
Um, if you're not into them and you and you like Blink and, and and bands like this, I think you're a hypocrite, and I think you need to go back and li- <laughs> and listen and listen to the Descendants. If if you want a bit of a backstory about them, go and watch a, a documentary called Filmage because it, it's amazing. Anyway, but yeah, so Dave's got this record. I'm I'm pissed off about that. <laughs> Did but, you have um, this record? Yeah, Molo goes to college. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, so Milo, yeah, Milo goes to college. Is, I've got three Descendants records. I one day will have the uh, Discology, but yeah. So the song I, I picked was Bikeage. Um, could have picked any song off that album. But, Suburban um, Home, yeah. Parents. So yeah, oh, just it's just yeah, it's just all killer. It's one of the, it's iconic. I can't believe it's forty one years old this year. I, I know I it's insane. It's insane. But like it. You, you put it on any Descendants record and listen to the lyrics. It's like it's, it's, it's fucking. It's just it's rad. You can just I love it. Go with it yeah. as well. Like you just bop along. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, like they have a whole record dedicated to toilets, like toilet humor songs. So like, yes. <laughs> like what else yeah. more do you want? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's a a, so, a little backstory uh, yeah. because Phil, you and I picked up some pretty cheap records from someone on Facebook. And I was like two minutes late to picking up a copy of Milo Goes to College for Macca for ten bucks. <laughs> I didn't even know. I didn't even see that one. It was with the Gorilla Biscuit stuff, but on Discogs it goes for like two fifty. Yeah, he told me. He told me about it, and I was, I was just, I was, uh, <laughs> I was, I was in shock. I thought he was full of shit, and then I thought. <laughs> Why would you tell me that, man? I remember my mum yeah. used to say to me, like, oh, I, was out, I was out today and I saw the best jumper. Fuck, it would look good on you. It looks so good. And I was like, yeah, where is it? I didn't get it. Yeah, I like, fucking... That sort of reminds me I'm sorry, but I had to let you know that I'm, I'm on the lookout, so... Yes, yeah, I appreciate it. wasn't about... I'll yeah, keep on the lookout too. It wasn't about, yeah, but it was more about, like, we almost had it, so... Yeah, can I just say that that person that because I bought some stuff, you bought some stuff, I think some friends bought some stuff. Unbelievable! They had no idea what they had, and no. I, I got in early, and then I had three people message me being like, "Are you going to sell those records on, or are you legit <laughs> want them yeah. because you want those records?" You almost feel bad, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. Mm. um, that was insane. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, moving Move on. on. <laughs> I'm glad I put that 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 category in there. <laughs> Everyone who listens is going to be on the lookout now. Oh, mate! I'll um my my um Instagram handle will be in the show notes. <laughs> we'll do the shout outs at the end. <laughs> uh, That's so good. Yeah. Uh, so the next song is uh, "Mother" by Danzig. Oh, okay. We've already played this one, yeah. No, we're playing it next. Oh, we're playing yep. it now. Um. Yeah. So. Uh, so the category I've got this under is favorite variant, right? And, um, half of that rings true, but this song is just, oh my God. It's just like, is, is there a better like opening or rock? Just like, you just want to wind the windows down and letterbox people. I don't know. It's just fucking amazing. I love it. But, um. Favorite variant. I, I I bought this album from. Um, I bought this record from Poison City, and there was no little sticker on it saying that it might be different or anything like that, which I love, you know. And I got home and I was like, "This, I'm gonna 
peel the plaster off the walls as soon as we get home. And I've just pulled it out and it was just this beautiful, like crisp canary yellow and just with the black and white cover. And it, like you guys are into, I'm not a variant guy. You know, like I've seen, I've got some better looking variants than this, but it was just, it was a moment in time that was just amazing that I was like, fucking how good's this? And put it on my table and just went, yeah, this is amazing. Um, is that a lame way to, is that a lame story to get the song into the playlist? Probably. Absolutely not. Um, obviously, if you don't know Dan Zig, Glenn Dan Zig, he's the lead singer of the Misfits. Um, cool story I want to tell you about this song is um, uh, about, what was it? I don't know. Just Probably just after one of the first gigs I went to after COVID, um, I was on Instagram and I was on uh, Greville Records page and they were advertising this album at the time and at that time I didn't I didn't have that record at the time and I saw that um Paul Dempsey had liked it so I thought I'd be cheeky and that week I was going to see Paul Dempsey at Frankston solo so I thought I'd be cheeky cheeky and at Paul Dempsey heard you might be playing a cover of the of Mother at Frankston this week and he liked it I was like oh here we go do you play you tell the story (laughs) so 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 to the night, the night of, um, Clint rings me. He goes, "Oh, Paul's coming into where he's out for a few beers and stuff. Feel free to come." I said, "I can't." I said, "But can you do me a favour? Tell him that you heard a rumour that you were playing a cover of Mother tonight." And he goes, "All right." So anyway, I don't know if he did or if he didn't at the time. So I go to the gig with a mate of mine, and we're just standing in the back. We're back seat, not back seat, standing up near the bar. Anyway. About halfway through his gig, he goes, because um, Dempsey loves a cover, and he goes, oh, this this one goes out to Macca. And I just start going absolutely feral, right? I'm standing on the back wall, basically. And I can I can remember hearing this dude at the bar say to his mate, I'm tipping that's Macca. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he, play, he plays the first verse on an acoustic guitar, plays the first verse and the, and the first chorus of Mother. And I was just... Uh, thought it was the best thing ever because i just awesome. i just that, so instagram's a beautiful thing oh, that is incredible. <clears throat> yeah. that's the definition of, of what we talk about like in punk where your heroes are only like an arm's length away you 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 come yeah. at the right time or you know the right person and you can get in touch with them and that's 100 so cool. yeah i was wrapped <laughs> and um yeah he he sent dempsey sent clean a message saying Oh, I played it for Mac. I hope he was stoked. I hope you had a good night. And I was yeah. just like, I was chuffed. That's yeah. so cool. Yeah. That's so good. <laughs> well, let's um, let's put mother <laughs> on, and we'll um, we'll play a couple more after that, and then we'll we'll talk through those. Let's rock this mother out.
right. So last bracket um, before we hit the last song at the end. So we opened with Mother by Danzig. Then we had Ride Us by Blue Line Medic. And then Rise Above by 28 Days. Yeah. Talk to us about these ones. Uh, so I guess the category I had the Blue Line Medic track on, Ride Us, was under um, favorite store. So like my favorite record store. Um, we're pretty spoiled in Melbourne, so I do I do have quite a few. And um, but Poison City Records, like, was a scene at the time for me. It's a little bit different now, um, I must admit. But at the time when I discovered it, you know, like the the bands on on the on their label were just bands that I listened to. I, I listened to every band on their label. Mm. Um, it's 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 a little bit different now. I won't get into that, but. Um, it's still my favourite store. It's still my favourite store to visit. Uh, Andy, Andy, and Tomo, and uh, they're they're amazing. They're they're really nice people, and um, yeah, they've they've moved um, from a, a not so sort of uh, accessible or to a not so accessible place. But Moose and I went there recently, and uh, I still love it. Um, and I, I that, tried to find it one day by myself when I was visiting Melbourne. Yeah, and I, I couldn't find it. Like, to say is that, that um, how recently was that? Like a year ago. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they're in a place called where is it? Preston. Dave? Pre- yeah. Is it Preston? So it's 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 shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's right at the top of Sydney um, or something. Let me. Yeah, there's not like there's nothing like the beauty of where it was in Fitzroy. Like you could go to Poison City for an hour or for a flick, and then you've got about ten pubs to choose from. <laughs> um, now you've got uh, probably a I don't know. I don't want to I don't want to bag Poison uh, Poison City Records out, but you've got probably a, you know ten minute walk to get a coffee sort of thing. Um, you're, bagging it, you're bagging out Preston, so I think that's okay. <laughs> I've done. No, I like Preston. I've done really well. I'm actually I've done really well of talking down my favourite store, haven't I? <laughs> <laughs> I re- I know I love everything they're about. Like they 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 set they set a scene for me that made me feel comfortable, um, and that was through the weekend, uh, through all their involvement in my favourite pub at the time. You know, the Reverence Hotel in Footscray. I I really I, I really missed. I really found myself through that label and through the people that I met. Um, I felt like I'd sort of missed the boat a bit. I, I, um, yeah, it was too, it was sort of, I wish that I found those people earlier in life, I guess. But, um, yep. So back to, back to the song, um, Blue Line Medic is a band that I saw at the, the first Poison City Records weekender I went to and a band that I absolutely love. Um, a band that basically stems from a couple of Aussie legend bands, Caustic Soda and Mid-Youth Crisis. Um, Donny Duray is a guy that I've met a fair few times, absolute legend, really lovely bloke, and his husky sort of scratchy vocals I just love. One of the tightest bands that I've ever seen every time I see him. Um, so this song that I've chosen is off the Apology Wars, which... I guess gets um, what do you call it? Like um, known as the album with making the Navy rich, which is like their biggest song. So I, I did. I was never going to pick that song. Um, this every every single song on this album is gold. 
So I, I, I picked Ride Us. Um, also, like, listen to it. If you don't like it, hang around. The last probably 45 seconds, the breakdown, you cannot not dance. And the harmonies are so cool and it's just, it's fucking rad. But, um, I've never heard this song before until it was on the playlist and I, I yeah. went back and listened to it like a few times. I really liked it. It's so good. It's so good. But like the whole album is good. I think they just get, they've, they've got, they've probably got two or three songs that people know and that's about it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I love them. It's so good. Another classic as well with 28 Days. Yeah. Um, 28 Days is a huge part of my... Probably another Aussie band that towards their end of career, people people like to hate, but fuck, I've got so much love for these guys. Um, I saw them very recently, and I think now I think about it, Dave, I think I think they might have been my latest. I think I did see them after Lincoln now, now that you've said it. Thanks for being my... <laughs> My brain, <laughs> but they 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 played they played their their self titled album in its entirety, um, which was incredible. Um, and I, I actually I was a bit worried, you know, when you go to a show when you love this band but they're old and you're like this could be a massive letdown. Um, I had that in the back of my head, but fuck, it was so good. It was I don't know if it was just me being nostalgic or. I just I was just so happy and I loved it. Um, but like to get back to the category, I picked this off. What is a set, is just pick a song that I have I've got on seven inch, um, which I do, which is a split with a band called um, Better Than a Thousand, and it's like the old paper. Like there's not it's, it's just a paper cover. Yes, it's like a it's like a Love yeah it. yeah, and um, yeah so. Um, the I just quickly how I got onto Twenty Eight Days in the first place was a sur- at a mate's house watching a surf video by uh, a surfer named Taj Burrows, which I'm sure you've all heard of, and uh, we we're watching a VHS for those of you <laughs> playing at home is a <laughs> video home system. Uh, yeah. So, and this song came on. Oh, I was like, fuck, it was sad. It was sad off their first album. And oh, me and my mates were just fucking jumping on the couch going, what is this? And then dug in, oh my God, they're from Frankston. Yeah. They're, they're from 10 minutes down the road. And it was just this elation of God. Like, th- there's people that we love that live down the road that, like, it was just, it was cool. And then now, the more I listen to, like, their old school hardcore stuff, like, I can see that they've drawn inspiration from, like, Gorilla Biscuits and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, so another little thing is that I'd like to mention, and if someone could reach out to 28 Days, if you could, I've now seen them live 27 times. Whoa. So on the tw- on the 28th, I want the full service. <laughs> I want backstage, free piss, and whatever else they've got to offer. <laughs> That, we're yeah. clipping that up. And we're yeah. sending yes. I'll send it to, <laughs> yes, please. I'll yeah. send it to uh, to Jay directly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was, a, there, there was a time in life where I was seeing him like, you know, four times a month. <laughs> it's crazy. You know, like, yeah. Um, yeah, so that was that. Yeah, a lot of people talk about like Up Style Down, which is the album after this, but this is like really good punk hardcore. Like, he, like a hold up, it still holds up, obviously, and like, it's just so fun to listen to. 
They just yeah. have a really cool style and aesthetic and everything. Just a perfect time capsule as well. Yeah. 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 I, I, I honestly reckon like, it's, it's a shame that they didn't sort of stick with their real sort of hardcore stuff. But I, I reckon that I reckon it really yeah. holds up. Yeah. Even their latest stuff's yeah. good. Like he, there's good songs on yeah. um, Stealing Chairs and. Oh yeah, oh man, I yeah. Don't get me started on Stealing Chairs. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, no, this is a very emotional oh, album yeah. for me. <laughs> I can see that yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, that brings us to the last song, um, "Model Village" by Idols. Yeah, so the category I had this under was most treasured, which is a bit of a, um, a bit subjective, I guess. Um, the reason why I chose that as my most treasured is basically is because they're probably my favourite band at the moment, and um, I, I just this is my favourite album from them. Um, I think the, the the style of songwriting that they've got is just incredible I, I just don't think anyone else is doing this shit and um you know like a mutual mate of moose and i was like i got bill into it you know he he, he didn't get them he didn't get them and i said, go oh, i fucking get them they're unbelievable and um we we're meant to go we we're meant to go see him live unfortunately i had a bit of a um, family emergency <laughs> that i had to tend to and literally like Fucking half an hour before I'm leaving to go and see these guys at the forum, I, I had to pull the pin. And um, yeah, I I just love what, how they're going about it. I'm I'm just here for what they're doing, and I just think they're going to be huge. And if they're not huge, I don't really care. I just love what they're doing, <laughs> and um, I've probably got some albums that are worth more. You know what I mean? I've got albums that are worth more and all all that, all that sort of stuff, but. I think it's just one of those albums when you when you pull out of the shelf, you just like fuck yeah, yeah. you know. And I, the, the album art's awesome. It's like picture like a massive one of those exercise balls getting thrown at your best mate's face as hard as <laughs> as hard as you can. That's what I love about it. It's just like, <laughs> but um, yeah, I love I love idols and I love this. Record. I've been thinking about this a lot because like obviously I got into them through you. Did you were you into them before this, or were you into them when Joy's and Active Resistance came out? No, nah, it was definitely yep. Joy. So the first the first song I heard was on Double J, probably Danny Danny mm-hmm. Nadelko off Joy, and then I bought I literally bought that out that record from on, on the back of just hearing that song. I was just like, "Fuck yes!" I literally just went home and bought that record, and just every song is killer. So then I went. I think I then I think I then I went uh, ultra mono, and then I went back and bought Brutal- brutality, brutalism, what, yeah. uh, brutalism, and then and then of of course with their new album and um, which is a bit of a concept album, which I'm super super interested to see how they're going to go next, whether or not they're going to go to that speedier sort yeah. of stuff, or yeah, it's I just reckon I, I just reckon they're great. Yeah, mm. me too. I'm glad you mentioned that. It's funny because Dave, you mentioned you got it through Macca. I struggled with Crawler as a record when that came out. But then <laughs> yep. Dave's like, go back, listen to the old stuff. And then this record is what I landed on. Um, you told me yep. to listen to Dave and it's good. Really good. I, I think I kind of got it from there. But the, the new record when I jumped in, I had no idea. Yeah, it's a bit of an acquired taste. It took me a, a few listens to to really kind of grasp it. And uh, 100% like me as a, as a huge fan, I was like, oh, what the fuck <laughs> have they done? And... But like, 
but I'm 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 into it. I'm into it now. So yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think yeah. I grabbed it. So on one of those uh, record store crawls we did. So I'd only just yeah only you did just was... listened to it and was like, "There's a copy there on the shelf. I'm going to grab it before." I think you were. Um, I think you were like. I don't think you'd bought that much yeah. that day. And you're like, fuck, I need something. <laughs> that too. <laughs> that sounds about right. Um, yeah, I remember it was just after COVID and it was still masks in yeah. store. And um, I think it was about 38 degrees that day. Yeah. I remember we were standing out the at the front and someone was going like, where's the nearest bottle shop? Like, let's fucking... And the, the Richie, that was a strange world. He let us into the to the store and let us have beers and stuff. And yeah, I, I remember yeah. all that, man. It was, was so good. good. And I'm so yeah. happy I've got it because it's... Um, yeah, it's something I put on pretty regularly. Yeah, yeah. And I just have to bring up Filthy and Moose that um, when I've got a, I've got a little, uh, if anyone's interested that enjoy beer and records, I've got a little uh, group page called Tins and Spins um, on Facebook. And uh, it's basically just a, <laughs> a page that there's uh, probably 14 members of it that and me and Moose <laughs> are the only ones that contribute to. <laughs> But um, it actually used to be called. Uh, it actually used to be called the press yeah. conference. Yeah. Really? And, um, yes, it oh, used to be called. The, yeah, it used to be called the press conference. And um, when um, when Dave came to me and said, "Look, I'd I'd already changed the name to um, Tins and Spins," but he goes, oh, "I'm looking at doing this. What are your thoughts?" I said, oh, "Fuck yeah, like do it, go yeah. for it." I really so, appreciate it. Uh, yeah, no, it's good. It's a, it's a good little homage to it. I love it. Yeah. Like how good's that? Origin yeah. story. I like that. Yeah. There's a bit of law to yeah. the podcast now. <laughs> That's right. Good. That's right. From a 41 year old crusty man. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Tins and spins a good idea. There's nothing quite as good as. I mean, everyone has that dream of like, if you could open a shop, what would it be? Yeah. yeah. I think nearly all of us would say record store with coffee yeah. and beer. Probably. Oh yeah, of course. But you know, like you know, you know those people that. Um, bring out recipe books and stuff and they, they try and match beer with food and wine with food. Yeah. I'm trying to match records with beer. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. yeah. yeah. I like that a lot. That's weird. I really like that. Richie let us in with beers, didn't he? He let everyone have beers. He and did. He did. Off. So I think on the I think on our next on our next one, uh, Moose, I think he's gonna do the ring around. I know I know Andy said to us at Poison City he'd be more than he'd be more than happy to uh, for us to, you know Shut, you know, bring some beers in and take yeah. take over. Yeah, yeah. It'd be a lot of fun. So, Maka, we've already plugged yeah. a few things. You want to plug a few things at the um the, just before we play this song? Nah, I just want to plug this podcast. I, I'm I'm a big believer in you boys and what you're doing, and I love listening to stuff because I, I I'm I'm in the car and I'm just fucking listening to songs that I don't know. I, I'm not. I honestly, I'm a 41 year old guy, and I find it really hard to listen to new music. But I'll listen to you guys talk about new music, <laughs> <laughs> and, I'll, and and a lot of it I'll 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 put on and I'll try and I'll go. That's fucking rancid, or that's that's fucking that's that's great. I can get into that. I can get around that, you know. So I I, I like it because yeah. So I just want to plug mm, you thank guys. You. I appreciate yeah. it. I really appreciate it. Tins and spins. Like, I mean, yeah. press conference. <laughs> <laughs> we'll put a. We'll, I'll. I'll yeah. send an invite out to the fellas on uh, to tins and spins because it's it's very much like the AVVC group. Phil, we post your mail days and what you're spinning, and 
and just try yeah. and get some conversation yeah. around it. I just want to know, like, I don't, I don't care if you're not. I just want to. I, I find that full interest in what you're playing, what you've just bought, what you've ordered, what you want. I love yeah. that shit, man. You know, it's about so. sharing. It's not about. I like things, too. So. Exactly right. And I like beers, so I'm gonna. I'm definitely gonna start thinking about what beer I've bought or drinking, and what record I think we're going. Well, next time you're like down that. in Mel- next time you're down in Melbourne, filthy, you're coming to my little <laughs> my little room here. It's a good yes. room. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't been down this way before, so it'll be a good introduction to oh. the, the better part of Melbourne. Bring him down, Moose. Yeah, I'm, I'm a Western Suburbs boy. Um, at heart, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. But no, I'll make my own. I think when I when I'm coming down in a few weeks, Dave, I'm staying kind of near you. I guess. Yeah. You've never been on. You've never been in the morning Peninsula. No, I, I have been down there. I just haven't spent a heap of time. Yeah, right. yeah. Dave's trying to get me fucking murdered. Back is about to fucking just rage quit and leave. Like, oh, oh yeah, we live in God's country, <laughs> mate. <laughs> All right, that was great, guys. Thanks, Macca. No, I appreciate it. Hope you feel better, filthy. Cheers, mate. <laughs> See you, boys. Thank you all for listening. Please don't forget to follow, subscribe, and leave a review and rating on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at press.con.pod on both platforms. We love the feedback and the conversations generated by our topics, and we want to hear from you. We're going to get into Model Village by Idols. It's a cracker of a song, and I, I think they're severely underrated, so give us a spin. Enjoy. Bye.
bury the riches But the village doesn't know what rich is Just snitches, snitching on snitches Only 